Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Welcome back to Let's Hang Out. I'm Ellie Brigida. And I'm Lee Holmes Foster, and here's what's happening this week. This week in the Lesdom. This week in the Lesdom is a place where we can touch base each episode about things going on with the podcast or otherwise. And I want to give you all a big reminder about our Season 5 Patreon campaign. We have been doing this show for five years, and we want to kick it up to the next level because... We deserve it, and you deserve it. So we want to say thank you to our latest patrons, Quinn and The Dash. I also want to know, who is The Dash? Like, I'm like It sounds so cool. Right? I'm right? like, this superhero, like, maybe, like, Queer Vigilante is supporting us yes. on Patreon. Like, I'm very excited about The Dash. Um, so thank you. I'm excited about you, too, Quinn. You seem great. Um, <laughs> But if you want to join Quinn and the Dash, you can do that at bit.ly slash lespatreon. We have a lot of big goals for this season, like hiring a new social media intern and even creating some bonus content for you once we hit 150 patrons. And we also have so many events still coming up. So some of you might have noticed the air's getting a little cooler, a little crisper. The leaves are getting a little more orange and red and spooky season is coming up you know so we are ready for it we are gonna have some spooky queer trivia focusing on some of our favorite scary horror shows and movies coming your way on october 26th and october 30th we are pumped i expect we will see a lot of costumes and we're all very very we just can't wait we just can't wait i cannot wait we also have Orphan Black trivia coming up in partnership with Realm, who produces the Orphan Black podcast with Tatiana Maslani. That is on November 4th at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I'm a huge Orphan Black fan. I know a lot of you are as well. We had a great time at our first Orphan Black trivia, so we want to see you there again. And speaking of a great time, you know who we have a great time with is Bad Queers. And you Love know them. what they, half of them do and half of them don't have a great time with? Musicals. Musicals. So, <laughs> so we are going to subject Chris to watching Rent and then hop on a Zoom live show with us and Bad Queers to talk all about our thoughts and feelings about it. I promise you're going to want to be there. We want to be there. We're very excited. And that's going to be on November 10th at 9 Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific. It's going to be something. I just, I can't wait. I can't wait. I love spending time with them. It's going to be great. In the greater Les universe, we actually, I feel like we're having a great year for queer content again, especially my favorite queer content, which is the rom-com. So Billy Eichner is producing Bros, which is an LGBTQ rom-com with also an LGBTQ plus principal cast. Incredible. So Billy, will be, Billy will be starring in it. Let's go, lesbians. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go, Billy. Let's go. <laughs> we are here for you just like you are here for us, lesbians, <laughs> Billy. So I'm very excited to see Billy's new 
LGBTQ rom-com. I'm here for it. And for this next news, now look, I know we're a little late on it, but we wanted to cover it a little, just a little closer to Halloween. So we like waited and pushed it to this week. So some of you may have seen, and if you haven't, you should know that Cassandra Peterson, better known as Elvira, Mistress of the Dark, recently came out in her memoir and not just came out but came out by sharing with the world the 19 year relationship that she has been in with her partner which i just uh amazing i think my favorite reaction is i saw someone on twitter who was like honestly like major props to to someone who was able to go 19 years without including in every conversation like oh and my girlfriend elvira mistress of the dark (laughs) yes amazing willpower of a saint (laughs) like heterosexual people would probably be like oh yeah elvira but also like much harder for a queer person right to hide that right because i mean we've talked about it many times before we love the supernatural shit we like we're into it that is peak gayness to be dating elvira listen i reiterate (laughs) my name a straight person 2021 challenge they don't exist you can't false you can't only myths (laughs) <laughs> I would also like to personally talk about a TV show that I've loved since season one um, and has had really great queer rep throughout and just keeps getting better queer rep, which is like amazing. So Sex Education just came out with season three. They've added a new character, Cal, who is um, an incredible non-binary character. We have Eric, who's always been there since season one, but he's going through more of gay coming coming-of-age type stuff, his first I love you with a boyfriend, he travels to Nigeria with his family and gets to see, like, the underground queer scene there. There's just, like, we also have a lesbian couple who have been together for a while and are dealing with some actual relationship issues, which I like because we have more depth to these characters. It's just so good. And I still like the straight characters, which, like, surprise, that's that if I like the straight characters, you put on a good show. So I just love Sex Education. Season three has been giving us even more great shit. So just want to let you know. Lee, have you seen it? I have not yet, but I I do feel like it gives me a great um, segue into our next item because we have some overlap, you know, some overlap between our actors. So listen, many of you know, I'm sure Midnight Mass dropped pretty recently. And, you know, like with... With all of us who have watched all the Mike Flanagan shows now, you kind of wonder, like, hey, another another show coming out. Is there going to be some gay in it somewhere? Because, you know, we just have this revolving door of the cast regulars who get to play gay. So, like, you know, we had we, love we had Kate Siegel in Haunting of Hill House got to have her turn. Victoria Pedretti and Bly Manor got to have her turn. And now, returning to the Mike Flanagan uh, universe... Annabeth Gish gets her turn to play gay in Midnight Mass. Love it, love it. Annabeth Gish, you might have seen her uh, when she was on Hill House, and also you might remember her from, you know, like playing Dr. Sullivan on Pretty Little Liars, or like way back in the day when she was in X-Files. Huh? Huh? See what I did there? I know. See what I did there with that overlap? It's a small world. That's all I'm saying. So (laughs) listen, I haven't finished it yet. I mean, hopefully by the time this episode comes out, maybe I will have as of us recording this now. I'm still still a little behind. But so far, super into it. Can't wait to see how it all turns out. That's what's happening this week. Back to you, Ellie and Lee. 
Thanks, Ellie and Lee, and welcome to our 69th installment of Should've nice. Been Gay. <laughs> nice. <laughs> We've been waiting so long to get here. So excited. Oh, God, that's so exciting. Go us, 69 Should've Been Gays. Oh, it was fun, it was great, but it should've been a little more gay. And in this week's episode, wow, this movie's like actually kind of just pretty straight. As if. As if. <laughs> oh, my God. It's not straight. We are so excited. We're going to be talking about Clueless today with Kristen Arnett, a very special guest. Hi, Kristen. Hi. Thank you so much for having me for this extremely gay film, cinematography, Clueless. I'm so excited. For our listeners, Kristen is the author of With Teeth, a novel, and the New York Times bestselling debut novel, Mostly Dead Things, which was a finalist for the Lambda Literary Award in Fiction, and she self-identifies as lesbian Willie Nelson. What a bio, Kristen. What a bio. Thank you. <laughs> I love it. And so we're going to start with our IMDb synopsis, and then we'll dig in a little bit about why we chose Clueless, because it was your choice, Kristen, and I know we're going to have so much to talk about. But let's oh, start. Yes. What is Clueless? What's it about, Lee? Okay. For anyone who's not familiar with uh, cinematic masterpiece Clueless, here is the IMDb synopsis. Shallow, rich, and socially successful shares at the top of her Beverly Hills High School's pecking scale. Seeing herself as a matchmaker, Cher first coaxes two teachers into dating each other. Is that the whole thing? That's the whole thing. That's it. That's that's like a really cliffhanger-y synopsis. <laughs> Yeah, what are your thoughts on the IMDb synopsis, Kristen? That is maybe one of the best I've heard, just because it, it makes you consider the fact that it's literally one-fourth of a movie that's described. <laughs> that it describes a lot of the plot, actually. Surprisingly, like, but then it just stops, right? It literally stops 25% in. I really enjoy the use of a first followed by nothing. <laughs> Just a big, a big hit. Now, listen, as a writer, Kristen, how um, how well thought through is that as a as a, you know, literary device? Hmm. Well, it's maybe not one I would try <laughs> in, a, in a book. I mean, I feel like that's one. If you try that on a good, you get the real bad Goodreads reviews. <laughs> so like, don't do that. Don't do that. First, my character did this. The end. <laughs> But maybe that will, you know, maybe, you know, in the, the arena of the wild, wild west that is IMDb, they can get away with those shenanigans. I guess so. Amazing. Amazing. Good job, whoever wrote that. I also really want to shout out, we don't usually start with who wrote and directed this film, but I just want to give a shout out to Amy Heckerling, who wrote and directed Clueless, because the script for this movie is impeccable. And she deserves I just, I need to give it to her. That's all. It's pretty flawless. It's like a, a, a delightful romp through first, and then that's all that happens. <laughs> and that's it. And that's it. So we need to, let's dig in. We have, we'll never know this entire episode. We're just going to talk about the first 25% of the film because that's what it's about. But what are our gay synopses for this film? Lee, do you want to kick us off? I sure do. Okay, here's my gay synopsis for Clueless. When young, stealth, femme lesbian Cher realizes that her obvious disgust with men isn't enough to keep them at arm's length, she employs a variety of beards, including an obvious gay and her stepbrother. Wow. That's, <laughs> you really that's my gay it. synopsis. Mine wasn't, mine's not very long. Mine is, 
Cher doesn't date high school boys. Or any boys for that matter. <laughs> That's it. Accurate. That's it. Kristen hit us. What's Kristen. your gay synopsis? Um, first of all, no, I'm kidding. I won't start that way. <laughs> um, known lesbian Paul Rudd plays soft butch Josh eagerly pursuing Cher, their in-the-closet stepsister. <laughs> that sounds like a yes. porn I would watch, like, to be completely honest with you. I mean, you're not wrong. That sounds like exactly what this film is about. That's what I saw. I mean, I think we can all agree. All three of us see Cher as a very clear lesbian. Like, very clear. Here's here's what I love. She literally I love... says, ew, so many times to men. Like, so, so many, many times. So many times. We'll get it. We'll I love when that, you but... go back and rewatch movies that, that I, that like, I've seen. I have seen Clueless more than once. And going back and rewatching it and being like, oh, let me look out for the gay stuff. And then the gay stuff, like, hits you over the head like a damn frying pan. And you're like, oh, interesting. I guess I just was ignoring it before because it's very it's forward with its gay let's put it that way this was a movie that came out when i was in high school so it was a movie that i watched religiously as a closeted baby dyke could not figure out why i was so obsessed with it i loved it i owned the soundtrack on a cd i listened to it in my car constantly i thought about the movie all the time i loved when she has that computer screen and her carousel of outfits, which is not who I am as a person at all. I was, I was like, oh, I'm just like so infatuated with this. Like, what is it about this? And then it's like later on, it's like, ding, ding, ding. Oh, you are gay and you are gay. And you like watching this movie because you love how these women all interact with each other, like in the gayest ways possible through like, extreme friendship breakups which is like so gay like your friendships are like so important in your life that they take on like this like heady kind of like romanticism to them also just as an aside um there was one time I was like when I was still married to my ex-wife I was like laying in bed sleeping and it was early and she turned on the tv and I heard the opening notes to the movie and I was like in a dead sleep and I woke up and went is clueless on <laughs> And I, was, I was just like, there's just like this movie has had a deep impact on my life as a homosexual. I have to ask, though, if if it was her with her little, you know, computer generated outfit software and her her giant turntable closet, if that was what did it for you, is it still like the high femme lesbian? Is that still the type or did that shift at some point? Because she's like a very specific type, you know? Yeah, don't get me wrong. Um, I still have a deep appreciation for a high femme. Like, love it. But I do think like having like acknowledged like my own queerness and like my own like navigation through like, you know, being out and alive in the world. I don't know. I, I do. I, I have a huge, I, I have a love for femmes. But I don't, I don't think that that's, like, necessarily... I don't feel like any kind of type is, like, necessarily, like, what I, like, assign myself. Because I also feel like I'm the kind of person that as soon as I say something's the only thing I like, then my brain is like, no, now you like this now. <laughs> I'm so here for that. Also, to be fair, I'm like, actually, most, most of the queer women in this film are pretty femme. But, like, Ty, I feel like, has a butch energy to her, especially when she shows up. 
I'm also like, oh, we're, yeah. we're skipping so far No, ahead. we're skipping. I, like I we know. Talk, we're, yeah, wait, we wait, talk, wait. It's okay. We talked about Kristen's experience with Clueless, really. So, Lee, what's your experience with Clueless? <sighs> My experience is I honestly can't even remember when the first time I would have watched Clueless is. It must have been when I was in high school or something. And then I know as I got into college, like, Kelsey has always loved it, and she and her roommate used to watch it a lot, so, like, I know I also probably watched it, like, a handful of times minimum in college, and then I'm not positive if I've watched it since. Like, I easily could have not seen this movie in a decade, you know? So this was just, it was delightful. What a, what a joyful film that is, you know, just chock full of gay that I didn't remember. <laughs> Agreed. I mean, I've seen it a million times because it just, like, is one of those movies that's always on TV. Like, you're always just like, oh, if it's half on in the background, you're going to watch it because it's hilarious. And by the time they got to the end, I don't know why, like, the line when Ty says, you're a virgin who can't drive, I think, like, I would say that to my friends. Like, that was a thing. Like, that was a quote we said constantly. And I'm like, why was that the quote we were, like, saying to each other all the time? (laughs) You're a virgin who can't drive. But <laughs> but when I watched it today, first of all, it makes me laugh so hard. Like, it is just comic genius. Like, every line, I Alicia Silverstone, like, crushes that role. I don't know. Everything about Cher, I just feel like she's not dumb, which is what I love about it, right? Like, like acts like she's dumb, but she actually is so intelligent. Mm. And, like, she, like, remembers all of these, like, very specific details. It's that, like, Legally Blonde energy kind of, right? I just love the character of Cher. And, yeah, I had a blast watching it today and just being, like, wow. From the first few minutes, it got very gay. So I'm so excited. I'm so excited to so, uh, to talk about this. So let's let's dive back in because you were about to start in on on Ty, which I would love to do because I know we're gonna have a million things to say about Cher. But let's start with Ty as our you know as we make our list of what was gay about this movie or who should have been gay. Ty when she first shows up in that gym class is the gayest <laughs> thing I've ever seen. I've ever seen. I mean, come on. She what does she show up in like a flannel shirt and like I, it's just she's got like manic panic in her hair. She's got on like really wide pants and like a troll doll t-shirt. It's like nerdcore gay. It's like delightful. It's so queer in this kind of way where it's like and also just like earnest. I feel like that kind of earnestness of being like a young little baby queer person I also have to say when at that scene where they're at that like party where like the ska band is and she's wearing overalls and she first of all overalls are gay we own overalls I own overalls you're correct we we, as homosexuals we own overalls and she falls down the stairs in her Doc Martens and overalls gay And she stands up and she's like, oh, shit. Like, that was so embarrassing. And then she stands there and, like, as she's, like, alone and doesn't know what to do with herself because she has social anxiety, gay, like, starts, like, messing around with her overalls, trying to figure out how to wear them right. She's like, I'll pull down one side. I'll pull down both. I'll, like, put them back up. I'll, like, stand. Like, it's, I was like, this is just, like, 
this like really deeply relatable kind of like very queer like I'm at a party and I don't know what to do with my body just gay panic every time you see her when her outfit is in a different position it crushes like I can't I could not live but there's a there's a line she says that cracked me up I was like I don't remember this line yes I know exactly which line says to Cher and D she said I have it written down exactly specifically so hold on I've never had straight friends before (laughs) front and center with the gay this movie listen like are we to okay so like if we are to assume that Ty is not gay which we obviously don't what straight person only hangs out with gay people (laughs) and like literally says to these two people she just met like oh I've never had straight friends before also to that point I know like we'll talk about Christian but if you've never had straight friends before Ty how did you not clock Christian as a gay man from the first time you met him but that's other that's a whole other thing I mean like listen I even even I'm pretty sure the first time I ever saw this movie like no, no queer person at any age has ever watched this film and seen Christian's little face that very first scene and been like, ah, yes, a straight man. Zero, zero percent chance that that has ever happened. No, he was like trying to pull off like way too much like Brandon from 90210 for that to be remotely straight. It's like if you're trying to look like a dude who was on 90210, like that is... <laughs> gay (laughs) like that's just like we don't make the rules I mean I guess we do but that's like that's just deeply gay we do but even (laughs) even in the context of like those late 90s movies where like all of their romantic male leads are somehow always lesbians you know like we'll talk about Paul Rudd in this movie too but (laughs) but listen Paul Rudd and Brent Meyer uh, honestly everyone except except for Christian like even he is too gay to try to convince anybody that he was supposed to be a straight romantic lead like just no just no that and also like I mean are we at are we at Christian or are we still talking about Ty but let's just like (laughs) let's talk about Christian because okay if we're talking about Cher We've said, like, you know, she doesn't like to date high school boys. She's a virgin. She can't drive. But, like, gay, like, the gayest move you could ever make in high school is being a lesbian and the only guy you're ever remotely interested in is gay. And then you realize he's gay and you're like, oh, that's why I liked you. Let's be friends forever. That is a lesbian move. I also think she's like, I like older men. Like, I like college-aged guys. What college-aged man does she know of that is, like, clean, put together, has, like, a bed frame for his mattress? Like, much less, like, a beautiful suit and, like, really manicured and, like, beautiful hair and, like... That's not the college boy experience. Like, what do you, what is the criteria here? She literally has college age lesbian Josh that is not that way. So it's like she knows that that stuff is not like, so what is it? It's like, yes, she obviously realizes some part of her subconsciously maybe is like, this is safe. Here's a homosexual. I will like 
will like date each other and you will be who I lose my virginity to. And obviously that's just not occurring. I also, what I love about it is that I 1000% believe that somewhere deep down she clocks how gay he is and is like, aha, another gay beard. There is not a doubt in my mind that Christian must clock her in a heartbeat too. Cause like, look at him. He like hones in like a freaking like beacon. He is just like, oh yes, let me come over and like, you know, flash my little doe eyes at you and let's go shopping all the time. And like, oh my, he falls into like that GBF role so fast. And I'm like, there's, come on. He knows, he knows what's going on. There's no way. There's also that gay thing of like, you just like, you are so terrified of like having to have sex with someone of the opposite sex. I'm like, that you're like, let me pick. And I'm like, not speaking from experience. This, yeah, of course, this never happened. You pick in high school the safest men you can pick, right? Of like, this man will never pressure me to do anything. And Cher goes so far to that of like, this, like both of them. Christian is like, Cher's the safest woman I can talk to here. She's not going to pressure me to kiss her, right? And Cher's like, Christian's not going to pressure me into anything. But then, yeah, the the whole footsie scene like kills me. I'm like, you poor, poor baby gay. Like, th- just like make out with Dion already. You know what I mean? You sweet summer child. It's just not happening. It's also, I also think it's like very funny too because I love her friendship with Dion in the movie. Like that to me is like just like, just like lesbian friends who've known each other for a million years. And like I love that Cher is like. Dion is my friend, um, and she has a toxic relationship with her partner. I love her. I support her. Okay, I'll talk to you later. I'm not dealing with, like, whatever your toxic thing is. I've told you guys to break up, like, a million times, and you keep getting back together. I love you, but I can't deal with your toxicity. You have no boundaries. Like, process, and then we can talk about it, but I'm not doing it with you. This is so okay. Wait, am I going to have to be the one that ships that ships Cher and Dion together for the group? Because I will be that person for us. I will take one for the team, for all of us. Because listen, all I'm going to say is when we talk about, I, I feel like we've moved to Cher and I know we're going to be here for a while. <laughs> so I'm ready to dive in. <laughs> I think I'm killing Ellie. I'm ready to dive in. Um, <laughs> so here's the thing. Here's what I love about Cher as how gay she is because one of the things that's like high up on my early tick boxes of like ah a sephic character is exactly her relationship with dion the friendship she has how they're like oh my god i just got out of class and i literally can't even wait the 0.8 seconds until i can see you next to me in the hallway i have to call you like immediately because we need to talk and like share all of our feelings and process everything together and i'm like oh you giant lesbians of course you do And I agree that she has the toxic relationship, but I also feel like Cher is constantly telling her, like, you should, you could do so much better. Like, like who, Cher? Like, like who, I ask? Oh, I don't know, someone who, like, drives you to school every morning, even though she doesn't even have a license. Like, just some thoughts, just some (laughs) ideas I'm tossing out, you know. Wow. No, I like, I love that. I completely agree. And see that I I do love the idea of like right like that beautiful amazing like closeted kind of lesbian experience of being like 
borderline obsessed stalking your own best friend like needing to know everything about like their day and what they're doing like if they're in the bathroom you're in the bathroom with them if they're like you know like they're at home and you're like well I know that they're they eat dinner at this time and I know that they'll call me at this time like when Cher's like sitting at the table like having her like family dinner with everybody and like the phones are all ringing and like she's trying to like and she's like oh it's her friend calling she's like we gotta go now we have to go. My friend is calling me up to go to this party, which I think is also like just this kind of like obsessive need to be together. It's like this all consuming, like, I have to know every moment of your day. Like, what were you thinking when you woke up? Like, what was your like thought process when you like the three seconds before you got here to talk to me? Yes. Okay. I agree with this. I, I see where you're coming from and I am on board for it. I'm not sure anything about that sounds familiar to any lesbians anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> doesn't ring a bell don't know what you're talking about i just like would die to be a fly on the wall at dion and Cher's sleepovers like you know something weird is going on there she didn't learn how to play footsie just by herself you know um wait sorry i have one other thing to throw on i we're like we're all over the place this episode ellie and i know we're not on ships yet but i'm gonna do it anyways because i am invested I just want to throw, again, one, like, little quick throwaway line that uh, did stand out to me, which is that when we first meet her boyfriend and he's, you know, like, dropping all his lingo and his slang and his stuff, uh, he asks her, are you jeeping behind my back? And all I want to know is who drives a jeep, world? You tell me, listeners, who drives a jeep that we know of? That's all I'm saying. Okay. I rest my case. Wow. Wow. I feel like something has just cracked open here for me. I have never in my experience of watching this movie thought about that before. And now I feel like my entire, I feel shaken to my core. Listen, I'm not saying I would make a great lawyer, but her dad wouldn't be totally, <laughs> totally disappointed. <laughs> You'd make like 450 an hour or something. You know what I mean? Like you could, you could do it. <laughs> no but there's also a line that are like there's on there's the script like I said love it but there's a line that her dad said also that cracked me up because I'm like you know we could take this however we want it and it's no cruising around with Dion two permits don't make a license right but to be fair like from her father that's the only thing she does right she goes to school she cruises around with Dion and they go to the mall. Like those are the things that Cher does in her life. Like she doesn't care about boys. She just cares about like going to school, getting good grades and like cruising, whatever we want that cruising to mean with Dion. I'm jeeping. here for it. They're just jeeping. Just, you know, like you do. <laughs> <laughs> Let's, can we talk a little bit about Dion and Murray's relationship? Because like just in the context of, it is quite a toxic relationship, right? They're, like, constantly breaking up. She hates that he's shaving his head. Like, she's like, I have to look at your face. Also, like, Dion in general, I just, what's the, what are you going to say, Lee? I'm like, why are you dying? Just, I, because I do. I just, the whole, like, I'm going to have to look at your face. It just feels so pointed, right? <laughs> like. Is that just me? It just feels very much like, wow, I already have to look at your face as it is. I just, it's another one of these examples, Ellie, of like relationships where they want to portray it as like, oh, what a cute, 
normal straight relationship and you're like you never see them together and they seem to hate each other they have like a like a virulent dislike i love when he shaves his head and she's like her thing that finally gets to him is that she's like i'm calling your mother which i was like this is like some deep level shit <laughs> like it's like that's the one thing where i was like oh my god this is that kind of lesbian relationship where it's like i'm like i'm getting involved with your family and i'm going to like ruin your life (laughs) i was like they have like some shit going on also let's talk about this where it's like she's like they have that kind of girl's day after you know ty's been through some trauma so they go and they're eating these weird breadsticks and talking about dicks as you do with you know your fellow girls just gals I'm talking about dicks using breadsticks, you know. Um, And then she's like saying like, you know, talking about like what she's done sexually. And so it's basically she's saying she's only done oral, (laughs) which I was like, well, (laughs) there it is. Pretty gay. Yeah. She said my man is is satisfied and yet technically a virgin. So like if we swap out Murray for a female toxic relationship. Same thing, same thing. But yeah, that whole conversation is too much. And it's the same conversation where we find out that Cher is a virgin, right? And she's saving herself for the right person. And not to say... For Luke Perry. (laughs) Yeah, for Luke Perry, who is such a lesbian stand-in. Luke freaking Perry. But also, like, not to say that, like, you can't save yourself, right? Like, that is a thing that people do. That's your choice. Like, there's plenty of, like reasons to do that whatever but I feel like Cher's reason is because she's gay (laughs) because she like has no desire she's never had any ounce of desire to sleep with anyone and she also like is so clueless haha clueless about what the fuck is his name Elton yeah like I noticed Elton kept trying to make out with her every single like there would be like something exciting happened he's behind her and he grabs her and like starts kissing her cheek and she's like Get every off of me, like, every, every opportunity time. he tries to reach for uh like whoever gives her someone gives her like a joint and he's like trying to reach around the side like to put his arm around her I, he ugh, he tries everything and then her reaction when he does try to sneak in the kiss and suck and blow and like she just about like throws up on the spot <laughs> <laughs> it's just a lot it's a lot are you ready to shop? Rakuten's Big Give Week is back. Get 15% back at hundreds of stores, and it's all happening this week, May 6th to May 13th. It's the perfect time to shop for everything on your list for spring and summer, like clothing, outdoor gear, and travel. I know I'm using this week to stock up on some warmer weather essentials at Ray-Ban and Ulta, and I love that Rakuten even helps me save on travel at sites like Hotels.com. Rakuten really is the best way to shop, and you can save even more by stacking cash back on top of deals. Plus, during Big Give Week, that cash back is bigger than ever. With Rakuten, membership is free, and when you sign up and shop today, you get an extra 10% cash back boost. That's an extra 10% cash back on top of the 15% cash back. You won't see higher cash back rates than these. Go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app. R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers get it.
Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. That's so much. Yeah, also Ty, like, she's like, I'll take it anyway, except curved. Sorry, I'm going back to the... No, there's a lot to unpack at this place, because it's also a bunch of beefcake men that are the servers... And, like, they're all, not share, but they're, like, saying, like, oh, break me off a piece of that. And I was, like, this is, like, what gay women in the closet would be, like, saying about, like, some beefcakey dudes. Because they're, like, what is it that people say when it's, like a, like, a hot man, like, a hot piece of behind, you know, as the ladies say. <laughs> That's what we say around here all the time, Yeah. <laughs> Oh, and then also, doesn't Cher say she doesn't like muscles? She literally says, I don't like too many muscles. I'm like, so you like a woman's body. Wait, and what is she? She (laughs) also, she's like, boys, they're like dogs. Like, she says they're like dogs. She doesn't like muscles. She's, it's, jeez. I'm saving myself for Luke Perry. Like, oh, honey. But I also do love what you're saying, Kristen, about like, I feel like I had friends. I had actually a friend in college who now has come out and she was like so she would objectify men so like disgustingly in college and like some of the things she'd say I'm like what why are you saying these things and now I'm like oh because you literally were not attracted to them you just were like oh yeah I'd love to like bite that ass and you're like what (laughs) like why not a thing straight people say either but like she's just trying to be like i love men like i really do i swear i do you're like all right you don't she's out now don't worry she's she's safe she's happy but that was a lot it was so funny to me even watching it at the time because i was like i guess this is how i would relate like the first time i watched it, i was like i was like yeah that's hunky that's real that's hot stuff Woo! we like the that that action it's just like it's like no one knows what to say it's like it's it's like you think like you're like well I think I heard this in a television show once (laughs) yeah so I guess that's what um I will put into this situation and then you end up like right like the weird horny friend who's saying some like insane things in a situation and it turns out oh no they came out later they're just gay they didn't know what they were doing god bless them it's the female equivalent to what Christian keeps doing, where he's like, I know, I'm going to be like a 1950s rat pack wannabe. Like, oh, look at you in that dress. Stunning. Um, Everyone buys this. And you're like, sure they do, sweetie. Sure they do. See, I don't think Christian was trying to pretend. I think he thought Cher knew. 
Because I think he was just, he was very surprised when she was coming on to him. I think with Sherry, yes, but I think the whole scene in front of the dad and Josh, I feel like he's trying to, like, put on some kind of, like, oh, you know, just me or just another straight guy over here. That makes sense to me. Like, if I feel like if I was, like, I mean, like, with my, like, secret high school girlfriend, like, when I would, like, go over to, like, her, like, house, it was, like... I was not acting the kind of way maybe I would be like otherwise. And I'm like, like my voice gets higher. I'm like saying a bunch of stuff. Like, I love your nails. They look amazing. Like to her mom. Her mom loved me too. She was always like, I was the only one allowed to sleep over. That's a nightmare. Like I did like, it's just, but it's one of those things, right? Where it's like, you kind of acclimate where you're like, I'm supposed to be performing this kind of way. But he does a terrible job. Like, he goes in there and he's like, he's like, Are you, do you drink? And he's like, oh, yeah, what do you have? He's like, no, you're driving my teenage daughter around. Like, I'm not offering you alcohol. I love it because that's all I was thinking when you were saying, like, yeah, you, you like, talk all high and weird trying to be normal. And, it, like, that's all I could think is, like, when you're trying to pretend that you're not drunk <laughs> around, like, parents, you know? Where you're like, be normal, play play it cool, act normal. And then you're like, how does this door work? You're like eating a piece of pizza and it like misses the mouth. It's just like gracing your cheek. <laughs> yes, exactly. But yeah, I mean, for Christian, like, so we do a lot of should have been gays where like there's no explicit gay at all. We do get some explicit gay with Christian. And their PE teacher. Oh, yeah, we, we have, do have, we have two gays in this movie is all I'm saying. Oh, we need to talk about that because that's something that's set up like right in the beginning of the movie in the first quarter, if you will, from the first thing from IMDb because she is like when she's going through trying to like look at the teachers in the teacher's lounge, she's like, oh, you know, you know, this is like famously is like not interested in men. Right? So it's like right there. It's like, yes. First of all, I love a gay um, lady gym teacher. That's amazing to me. I love that. Um, That is like, I think one of the most beautiful things that could happen for a lesbian. (laughs) There's like only like a, you know, there's like a few career paths you take. Like you're born, you know, you're born a lesbian, right? And you're like, where's my life going to go? PE teacher writer florist uh, yeah <laughs> yeah florist <laughs> nanny <laughs> bartender <laughs> like there's only so many plumber there's only so many careers we can have carpenter like, how are we leaving is carpenter like, oh, off carpenter of this. carpenter you're so right Warden. i think there's a lot of oh, yes. gay lady therapists there are i have quite a few gay lady friends who are therapists. So. But listen, also, we don't hear anybody else mention that the PE teacher is gay. Just share who, like, clocks her in a heartbeat. That's a good point. So it's like, right, like, because gays can spot gays. She's got good gaydar. She's like, mm-hmm. oh, takes one to know one. I see you here. Well, and she it takes one to know one, and she clearly is like, I can use this to my advantage by talking about how much men are the worst. Yes. Uh, an easy, easy task for me, <laughs> famous hater of all men on earth. I love when she has that whole scene with the PE teacher where like she's like I'm gonna get what I want by talking to this lesbian but also in the scene where she goes into the teacher's lounge 
I had to pause it because, and I know this is not correct, right? But she's going through the lounge and she's like, the terrible math teachers. And somehow they're married, right? And she goes into the next one. And I was like, wait, what? I was like, because it was two women that she showed in this in this, the frame. And so in my mind, my gay mind, I was like, oh, they're married to, to each, each other. other. <laughs> <laughs> Which is not like not that's not what she meant. That's not what she was saying at all. Gay marriage was not even legal at this time. Like it would have made no sense for her to have said that sentence. But I was like, wow, this is so progressive. There's married teachers, married lesbian teachers and a single lesbian PE teacher. But no, but no. no. I mean, they were very wearing like a, like very specific cardigans. I feel like, which in it is in and of itself feels like a very gay maneuver. They looked very gay. That's why I was like, oh yeah, I love that whole scene because there is this like right. It's like oh here's these ladies from the math department with their long <laughs> prairie skirts and their cardigans on, as you do, and then you know here's the Miss Stoger. Um, with her, like, I think she's, like, pretending to throw a football. <laughs> like, showing some woman at the table that she's talking to that she's going to impress her with, like, oh, the, the representation. Literal shoot your shot right there. That's what's happening. It is. It's some of the best lesbian rep we've ever gotten is that PE teacher. <laughs> okay, so wait. While we talk about all of the gay things about Cher and, you know, listen, she's gay in a lot of ways. She's... A owns an awful lot of like plaid. Uh, everyone in this movie, like plaid, just top to bottom, uh, everywhere. She's super into juice. She can't drive. She hates boys. She's a virgin, of course she is. She goes for the only gay dude in the school. Can we also talk about like what is the message of this film? That when she meets obvious lesbian Ty, who shows up in their gym class, and she is like, ah, yes, let me take you and, like, also repress you back into this closet that I exist in and, like, make sure that nobody is notices that you are, like, this out, happy, proud person and, like, then immediately regrets that decision. Hmm interesting that is interesting because it is like one of those things where she's like i need to make you more like me and then the me is the more repressed like right like like a less freedom to actually be vocal about the things that you are actually into or the things that you like or want and yeah the 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 climax of that film is like looking at ty who says you're a virgin you're a virgin you can't drive sorry (laughs) You're a virgin who can't drive. And she looks at her and she's like, I have made you become the worst version, repressed version of me. And what we both need is to be like out of this like space and to be like free to be what we are. Also, she drives a Jeep and I feel like Jeeps are gay. Yes. (laughs) Also, not only does it the, the you're a virgin who can't drive part of that conversation that really starts to get to her, but it's also there's like there's these things sinking in where you can see that she's like, huh, I feel like Ty isn't happier now. And also, I feel like she's watching. Right. Because that's it's right after the conversation where Ty is like, I have to burn all these things that reminded me of Elton. I feel like you can see Cher processing in her head. She's like, but you were never actually into Elton. We made you be into Elton 
And we, like, constructed this elaborate fantasy that now you're acting like it's real, but, like, I'm not even emotionally invested enough in it because we just made it up, but, like, now somehow you are. And you can, like, see it all starting to sink in that she's like, but you're not even into him. Like, why would you be? You're clearly gay. And it's, like, slowly breaking through the facade, you know, that she's like, oh, no. It is. It's like a a moment of clarity. And she's not wearing lipstick in that moment. (laughs) That is a very important distinction. She's like, I need to be really, truly myself and fresh-faced and wan a little. Like, I look a little sick. (laughs) Is that, like, the indicator of a lesbian? You're like, I just look a little sick now. We're all a little (laughs) depressed and pale. That's what we're saying. Look at any lesbian period drama, please. Somebody's going to be dying of cholera or consumption. (laughs) You're so not that's wrong. the new, the gayer version of Clueless is that Cher dies of cholera. <laughs> I like where it's going. I'm, Listen, I'm really, I would I'm, take I'm dying of cholera over making out with your stepbrother in a heartbeat. Okay. I'm sorry. Is that just me? <laughs> I'll take that ending. Bury them gays. Okay. I'm fine. Oh my God. Never thought we would hear Lee say that. I can't. I can't do the stepbrother thing. I'm sorry. I just, it still weirds me out every time I watch this movie. <laughs> it is very weird. It also is the same shit we see, even though, like, yes, Paul Rudd, love you. You do look like a lesbian. You soft butch, like your flannels, everything. But it's the same hetero relationship we get in all these 90s films that is, like, just completely predicated on, like, negging each other. Yes. Right? Like, oh, we flirt by, like, being completely rude to each other. And it's like, oh, but that was really love. It's like, how about no? And how about you just are actually in love with your best friend, Dion, who's always hyping you up yes. and not tearing you down. Thank That's you. My soapbox for that one. But but it's also here's why I think I have a problem with the stepbrother thing. There's absolutely no need for it as a plot device. <laughs> like zero. <laughs> right? <laughs> like there's no need for them to be related in any way. Holy shit. There's you're, why am I only having this come to Jesus right now? You could make him like a clerk who's working for her dad or just literally anything, any other reason. There's no need for them to be related. They just decided to go with it for reasons that I don't think I want to know about. I It's God. It's weird. No, you're totally right. That is so shocking to me. I am legitimately never i've seen this movie a hundred plus times this is the only time you saying this right now what's wrong with me this is the only time you saying this right now that i've been like why did they have to do this and i'm like at the time i was like of course he's her stepbrother of course he's her stepbrother (laughs) how else would they know each other yeah literally any other way they they meet at a coffee shop. It doesn't matter. He delivers water bottles to their house. Anything. You come up with anything. There's no need for this. It's You're totally right, too, because they already put in the plot that he works for the dad. Yes. So, like, if he works for the dad, why does he need to be your stepbrother? Oh, no. I'm going to, like, really have to unpack a lot of this. This is going to be, like, I'm going to have a crisis over this. I'm so sorry. <laughs> 
I do have a potential explanation for the stepbrother. Okay, but please I'm hit not us. Quite sure. Well, have either of you read the book Emma? Because I have not. Based is that relationship based on any? Because you know that Clueless is loosely based on Emma. I mean, I know that that's there, but like, it's not like explicit. Like they didn't need to do that. Like they could have just been like the close family friend or something. Like. The guy, like Emma's like love interest is not like her stepbrother. Yeah, make him live next door. Do something. <laughs> Could be like literally like, oh, like, I don't know. Like, why did it need to be like my I don't know, there was just like some like real there was some shit happening in the nineties. There was like There were so like why were there multiple step sibling plots? I can think of at least three films, at least three in the nineties. That revolved around step siblings hooking up with each other. Oh, Cruel Intentions! Great. That came out the like Cruel Intentions and Drive Me Crazy. Have you seen that one? Yeah! Oh my god! It was just a trope, a horny trope. It was like somebody was like really like like into like a subcategory on Pornhub, and they were like, Listen, "This is what I'm into." I think the important question that needs to be asked is straight people. Are you okay? No. I think like we like we look and we're like just as it's a scance, like just like no. And I say this with love. Like, no, they're not fine. <laughs> they're not fine. Um, I have one other important thing that I wanna talk about. Just because again, now that I love going back to look at movies sometimes with our our new gayer, more critical eyes. Can we just talk real quick about the whole scene where she's having this epiphany of like, I'm in love with my stepbrother, Josh. And she walks up and there's this fountain and the, the you know, and she's like, when suddenly, and then there's this lighting shift and the fountain and the water's going everywhere. Can we discuss, again, you know it's my favorite, Ellie, the very obvious bisexual lighting behind her on the fountain. It is pink and fucking blue, okay? It's right there. It is deliberate. I just cannot with these lighting cues. They're everywhere. It's true. And it's like a squirting fountain. A beautiful, just a, 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 a just a beautiful explosion of water with the bisexual flag like basically behind it. Yes. And here, here's why I love that moment, because what I am choosing to believe, my headcanon of this moment, is that her brain was so close to being like, why am I so upset that ties into Josh? And then she was like, when suddenly I'm gay, and her brain was like, no, 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 Josh, you're in love with Josh. And she's like, just further repressing it down even more. And the, the like, fountain was like, I didn't get the memo, and I went with a different uh, scenario here. <laughs> the fountain was like, no, you're bisexual. Come on. <laughs> but no, instead she's like, I'm going to repress my obvious, uh, you know, lesbian tendencies with my stepbrother for a bit. This won't cause any need for therapy at all. I do feel like every time I've watched Clueless in the past, I have been so weirded out by the Josh storyline because it really feels like it comes out of nowhere at the end. And I know I watched this again being like, okay, I know Josh. For her, it comes out of nowhere. Like, they constantly are hinting that, like, he keeps being like, oh, my stepsister is pretty. Like, he keeps having these weird looks and stuff like that. But for her, it literally comes out of nowhere, which is why they're like, oh, surprise, this happened. 
I never bought it. Like, I could never buy into their relationship together. And now that we're making it gay, it makes me so much happier because I can really be like, okay, yeah, here's why. But I couldn't buy it. I don't know why, but all I could think of, Ellie, while you were saying that is you're like, yeah, you keep getting these things with Josh being like, she's kind of pretty, ha, ha, ha. And, like, all I can hear is what's-his-face in being like, les cousins dangereux. That's that's all I'm hearing in my head right now is he's like I have there's this movie I'd like to watch with you. Oh my god, like from Arrested Development? <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly that. So that's what I this is like the the precursor, I think. Also I'm like Arrested Development cousins. What is wrong with people? Exactly, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> right aren't they cousins? They need to yeah. self-reflect. They need to self-reflect. They got to like but yeah, that that's actually very funny. Should we, you know, cleanse our palates of the stepbrother relationship with some <laughs> queer ships? Can we like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Before we get into queer ships, though, is there anything else? I know we've actually been pretty thorough with this film. I love how gay it is. <laughs> but is there anything else, Kristen, before we go into who are we shipping with who that you're thinking about? And you're like, oh, I forgot to mention this super gay part and we need to talk about it. I actually think, um, just to put it out there, I think that their relationship with Amber is very gay. Um, Because Amber is the one that they're like, I feel like she feels like a shitty ex-girlfriend that one of them had. And they're like, well, now we hate her. And they have like a very like toxic relationship together. And I love the kind of, right, the idea that like Amber like, wears clothes that Cher had like worn before and things like that so yes I would like to just set that out there for the record that I think that that is also very gay part of the storyline 100% yes so you think that Amber like the clothes Amber is wearing she had taken from Cher when they were together like it was like oh I'm not giving it back all I'm saying is it could be that's all I'm that's all I'm saying is it could I'm here for that I also want to honorable mention Tyler as a very like cute little right Tyler I'm like Ty and Tyler that's his name right the the skater boy Travis oh my god Travis okay I love Tyler I don't know who he is but I love him (laughs) (laughs) I want to but I do want to talk about Travis because I feel as though if we're gonna get deep about it Travis is like the queer person that Ty originally gravitates towards right Travis is just, like, so, like, sweet and earnest and, like, cares about her drawing and all this kind of stuff, right? And Cher's like, oh, no, you can't date a woman. Let's just say Travis is a woman, right? You can't date Travis, this woman. You have to date Elton because he's the one that's, like, the perfect hetero man. And then by the end. Elton John, the perfect (laughs) hetero man. Truly just incredible. Just. Hey, he's got some nice cardigans. Come on. A chef's kiss of a moment there. For sure. But then full circle by the end, right? Ty has like now come back to herself and is like, oh yeah, I am still queer. And like, I like this queer person. So let's date. And it's going to be great. And I like that the outfit that Travis wears to the wedding is so what a queer person would wear to a wedding it's like a a short suit yeah um also can we discuss the fact that these teachers invite all of their students to their wedding 
Are, are we supposed to believe that Cher is like a bridesmaid in this wedding? Here's my thought process on this. These teachers don't make that much money and I feel like they got married at her house. So maybe they're ingr- they ingratiated themselves because they needed to be like, we're teachers, we're on a, a teacher's salary. These kids are friggin' loaded. Like, what if we like were like, oh, we'd love you're amazing. What if you're in the wedding? Just your dad, if we can like use your estate <laughs> for our marriage. Like, I was just like, good for them. Eat the rich. <laughs> yes. I'm here for that explanation. Also, I or like I feel like Cher was like, they got engaged and she was like, it was me, I did it. And they were like, Oh, thank you so much, Cher, for being a complete creep. Thank you. <laughs> uh, but either way, I, she definitely is a bridesmaid. Like, she walks, she's in the bridal party. She's in the bridal party. And we don't know why, but she is. But yes, Lee, now that we've gotten as much of that other stuff out, let's talk about ships. I'm oh, my ready. God, I'm so ready. Um, well, let's, let's start with you, Kristen. Who do you ship in this movie? All right. I'm going to put it out here. I mean, if I imagine Paul Rudd as a lesbian and not her stepbrother, then I'm into that. But, um, I actually kind of like Ty and Cher. I love the idea of this like scrappy new little baby queer coming into school and then like Cher having this kind of like come to Jesus moment about like realizing who she is. I... I could ship the two of them, especially because, like, Ty changes and Cher's like, I don't know who you are anymore. Like, I was like, I loved you and you're so different now. And I like, and then they have this coming back together. So I was like, for me, I think the two of them, I could definitely, I definitely could ship that for sure. Um, Here's what I will give them as a ship that uh, I'm just going to put it out there. But their ship name has to be Chai and it's adorable. It's a very cute ship name. It's super. It's a thousand percent cuter than almost any other ship name we've ever done on a ship name. I also love you. You talked about this earlier, Kristen. We won't get too into it because we could talk for hours. But like the friend breakup is a very queer thing. So like Ty and Cher's friend breakup and then getting back together is like they broke up. They get back together. And when they get back together, that's when they're like, I'm sorry. I like got so mad at you. It's just because I'm in love with you. And then they're like, oh, yeah, me too. And it's fine. I'm going to throw a ship out there that I've already talked about, but I just really love, which is the math teachers. (laughs) Forever, together forever. I don't know their names. They're obviously just math teacher squared. Oh, yeah, math squared. Uh, The evil trolls from the math department. That's what they're called. That's what Cher calls them. That's like super hot. I love that. Yeah, yeah. Troll squared. A gay mood. (laughs) I'm here for them. Um, well, listen, I you know I have to do Sharon Dion. I just can't not because from that very opening of the movie, too, where it's like, you know, Cher picks her little plaid outfit out and then Dion comes out in her little plaid outfit and then they're calling each other in the hallway. And I'm like, oh, look at you two little girlfriends. You're adorable. I'm here for it. I am not here for anything we're going to come up with for a ship name for them, though. <laughs> I apologize to everyone in advance for whatever this is going to turn into. Uh, Chion? 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 Chi? Dare? Oh, Dare's kind of cute. Oh, I like that. 
I ship I, it. I, I dare. And I only didn't ship them because I knew you would, Lee, but they are my top ship. Like, my top real ship, you know? I love them. Are you a chai shipper or a dare shipper, listeners? You let us know. There's so much gay in this. Like, a lot of it. Just so much. There is a lot of it. <sighs> Clueless. Should have been gay. Should have been It should have been gay. Now it is time. Q. 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 And. Here we go. Our first question. Who is your favorite clueless couple? A, D and Murray, B, Ty and Travis, C, Cher and Josh, or D, Math Squared? <laughs> Fuck. I was going to say Ty and Travis, but I think I have to go with Math Squared. There's a story there. We just need to get it. I am interested in that. That's the mystery. That's the gay mystery that I'm interested in. So I'm going to go with Math Squared. I love them so Like, I just didn't expect it. And it just, it really has gone into my soul. I'm going to, like, write fanfic about these two. And I've never written a fan. I've never written a fanfic before. And, like, this is the moment. I would read that. So please do. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm just trying to picture Ellie starting her illustrious fan fiction career with these two elderly math teachers <laughs> who, who get a grand total of three seconds of screen time and clueless, and I am dying. <laughs> Amazing. I'm very excited. Kristen, question two. What's the gayest line in clueless? A, I've never had straight friends before. B, there will be no cruising around with Dion. C, any variation of, ew, get off of me. Or D, Hagsville. <laughs> oh, God, I love all of these. I think I'm going to go with A, though. I really think that, I mean, honestly, every line in this movie is gay. I'm dead. The Hagsville got me. I'm like, if you did not know that man was gay from him saying Hagsville, I cannot. Um. All right, so... Our next one is, which celebrity would you ask to plant a celebrity tree for the tree people? We love the tree people. A, Marky Mark, B, Elton John, or C, Luke Perry? Oh, God, we're going to go Luke Perry. Luke Perry's a lesbian. I, I love Luke Perry. I miss Luke Perry. God bless Luke Perry. I mean it with the most honor in my heart. Luke Perry is a lesbian. Love you. Amazing. Incredible. Question four, tough question. Who is the gayest out of A, Cher, B, Ty, C, Dion, or D, Christian? Okay, I think the obvious answer is like Ty, but I think the real answer is Cher. I think Cher is the gayest. She's the most closeted. <laughs> She's repressed, anal retentive has like weird social anxiety about things and is like deeply obsessed with her friends. I think Cher is the gayest. I think we can agree, yeah. The gayest, even though she's not the outest. <laughs> but yes. All right, question number five. What type of gay are you? A, a juicing gay. B, can't drive gay. C, flannel gay. Or D, skateboard gay. Oh, I'm a flannel gay. <laughs> Happily, lovingly a flannel gay. Like, I had to, like, I made this promise to my girlfriend, like, last week. I said if I got any new flannels, I would have to take out it. a flannel for <laughs> <laughs> in the closet. 
that's gay itself. Like, I was like, it's coming out of the closet. It's going into the closet. It's a lot of flannel. It's a lot of homosexuality. I love it. Uh, amazing. Incredible. Kristen, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, tell our listeners where they can find you and where they can find all your stuff. Oh, Lord. God knows I'm on Twitter. So you can find me on Twitter at Kristen Arnett. Um, if you are interested in real bad jokes and dad humor. Um, and you can also find any of my writing stuff or like look up any of my books if you are into that at kristenarnettwriter.com, which is my website that, I mean, it has like a picture of me looking like real weird on a beach and then like all my shit on it. But yes, you can find all that stuff there. But anyway, yeah, like mostly I'm just on Twitter, just being very stupid in real life. And thanks for joining us for our historic 69th Should Have Been Gay. Wow. I am thrilled. This was honestly so much fun. This is like the most fun I've had in a minute. Thank you for having me. (laughs) Yes, success. This this movie is so gay. So thank you for joining us to talk to talk about it. It was so wild. Let me hear you say hip, 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 hip. We love hearing from you and building community, so we want to shout out some of our favorite things each episode, and we would like to shout out Grace, who reached out to us via email and said they just listened to our Beaches episode and needed to inform us that their cousin, Nikki Plant, had a minor role in the movie, and she's a lesbian. So, Amen. were we right? Or God is good. Or were we right? <laughs> Uh, incredible. Just incredible. Can you imagine, too, like, obviously we didn't do this, but, like, in our Should Have Been Gay episode for, like, like, she said her cousin does a gymnastics routine in the competition, right? We're like, oh, that gymnastics girl, like, she seems really gay. Really? Pings my dar, you know? Yeah. <laughs> also, shout out to Grace. And We're, shout we out have to, to watch Nikki. it again. Yeah, I need to watch it again to be like, oh, yeah, she was gay. I love yeah, it. Yeah, shout out to, shout out to you, Nikki. We love it. Also, we want to shout out Daryl, who also sent us an email about an interview with Christy Carlson Romano in which she even mentions that they thought Cadet Kelly was kind of gay at the time. So, like, listen, we are vindicated. That's all we're going to say. We always are. That's it. The only the only CCR in our hearts, Christy Carlson Christy Romano. Christy Carlson Romano. Hit us up, Christy. <laughs> Let's talk. <laughs> even Stevens should have been gay. Oh, my God. Done. Actually, we should get her. We could. All right. <laughs> And as always, we want to thank our lesbian Jesus patrons, Mark Foster, Jess Klaus, Tanya Ferguson, Jacqueline Rosnachino, Sarah and Julia, Carrie Ann Lawrence, Danny Gunlock Tamora, Brittany Ray, Alana Rosen, Lizette Stye, Stacy, AD Benitez, and Fiona W. And our King Princess patrons, Amy and Ellen, Leah Henley, Liz Chen, and Julia Gonzalez. Thank you all so much for your continued support. We appreciate you so much. Remember, you can find us on all the social medias. We are on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Les Hangout Pod. Or you can email us at leshangoutpod at gmail.com. You can check out our website at leshangoutpod.com. Whatever app you use for podcasts, make sure you subscribe so you'll be the first to know when new episodes drop. And a reminder, you can still find The Flame everywhere that you listen to podcasts. All the episodes are out. There is no excuse not to listen, maybe re-listen, maybe listen a third time. You know, whatever, whatever you got to do to get by. We see you out there, Sam. (laughs) We also post videos up on our YouTube channel, so make sure you subscribe at youtube.com slash leshangoutpod to catch them. If you want to help support the podcast, there are so many ways that you can do that. The first, it's easy, it's free. Go and leave us a rating and a review on the Apple Podcasts app. A, we love reading the reviews, and B, it helps new people find the show. 
If you want to join our Patreon, you can do that at bit.ly slash lespatreon. Every single one of our patrons is a big part of our Les Hangout family. We love chatting with all of you on our Discord chat, and you help us make the show and continue to grow. We are doing our Season 5 Patreon campaign right now. When we hit 150 patrons, Lee and I will start recording some bonus episodes for you because we don't see each other enough. And so we need to record more stuff, right, Lee? And <laughs> as as our patrons that realized recently, at 300 patrons, we're doing like a Tahoe retreat. So you can, you know, you got a lot to look forward to. A lot to saying. look forward to. Let's, I know, 150, man, let's get to 300. I want to go to Lake Tahoe with all of you. Come on, let's do this. Reach for the stars. <laughs> You'll be able to see them in that beautiful Tahoe sky. Yes. Uh, we also have a Patreon for the flame where you can help us continue to get the flame headed towards the stage and you can help us make the next musical that we're already working on and get all of the sneak peeks and, you know, secrets that we can release about it coming up. So you can find that at bit.com slash the flame patreon if you want to get some less hangout merch it is the perfect time to get a mug or a sweatshirt at bit.ly slash les shop and if you want to follow us individually you can find me on instagram twitter and tiktok at lsh foster and you can find me on instagram twitter and tiktok at ellie brigida with that i'm ellie and i'm lee and, and let's hang, hang out, out again soon, soon. let's hang out, out.